Hello and welcome to the Baggies podcast. It's episode 20. It's a bit of a milestone here for the podcast. Uh, you know, 20 episodes of doing this uh, podcast uh, on West Bromwich Albion uh, and it's been a fantastic journey and it's what a week for the podcast as well. Not only the 20th episode, but an appearance on Talk Sport, which I'm going to be uh, playing to you in this episode and also the launch of our YouTube channel with uh, exclusive YouTube content. Uh, we did a match preview for the Sheffield United game, uh, which is still on the channel now if you want to go and have a watch, uh, watch of that and there will also be a match review and a preview for the Crystal Palace game coming this week. Uh, but anyway, I can finally utter the these words, West Bromwich Albion have won a Premier League game this season. We beat, yes, that's right, we beat Sheffield United 1-0 at the Hawthorns. We're going to be going into all that. We're going to be going through the lineup, the first win of the season. Um, you'll also get to hear my interview on TalkSport 2, and we're going to give a little bit of a build-up to Crystal Palace. Of course, you guys have been getting involved as well, answering the questions on Twitter, and also voting uh, in a couple of polls that we've done, one being the Baggies Man of the Match and one being another question on everyone's lips. Should Sam Johnston be called up for England? So, without further ado, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you're liking the video if you're on YouTube, subscribing on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and also subscribing on YouTube, making sure you're checking out our YouTube content as well. But what a week for the podcast and what a week for West Bromwich Albion. Let's get straight into this. The Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, as I mentioned, plenty to discuss in this week's episode of the Baggies Podcast. So much to go into uh, and what a week, as I said, it's been for the podcast and for West Bromwich Albion. So, without further ado, let's talk about the lineup in which we uh, took to the pitch against Sheffield United with... Uh, we played a 5-3-2 uh, as, as we've become accustomed to over the past few weeks um, with the only change being uh, Callum Robinson in for Grady Diangana uh, Sawyer's keeping his place in midfield and Pereira playing in that more central role in that central attack in midfield role uh, which was really nice to see I have to say um, yeah, yeah, we've been waiting for Pereira to play in that sort of centre attacking mid. It's you know it's very clear that he's uh, far more effective in that position rather than out on the wing. Uh, it's you know it, it's one of those things, but you know, yeah, we just hope that we can get Grady involved and get his confidence up because uh, he's the, he's uh, not looked the player that he was last season. Just finding his feet in the Premier League, I think that is the case. Uh, so hopefully there's a spot in that lineup for him. Uh, we also played that five-three-two, which is something that we've become accustomed to over the past few weeks with um, playing Man United, playing playing Spurs. Um, so yeah, we were expecting that sort of formation. Uh, we went for Johnston in goal, Ajayi, Ivanovic and Bartley as the three at the back, with Furlong and Townsend as wing-backs, Sawyers and Gallagher as the two centre midfielders, Pereira in behind Grant and Robinson. Uh, again, we matched Sheffield United's formation in a way with that 5-3-2 or 3-3-4-2. Uh, 3-5-2 as well uh, also works so yeah we went for that sort of formation uh, the same as Sheffield United so we could sort of match them in, in that park uh, they went for Ramsdale in goal Brian Egan and Basham across the three at the back with Lowe and Bulldock as wingbacks Fleck, Norwood and Berger in centre midfield with Burke and McBurney up front uh, as, uh, as you probably heard Robinson and Burke played uh, against their former clubs obviously doing that swap deal for them uh, earlier in the summer which uh, has proved to have worked out for, for, for West Bromwich Albion I'd have to say not so much for Sheffield United However, we're going to talk more about Sheffield United in a, in a little bit with their with their 
uh, with how they played. So the the only uh, event of the game really was uh, Connie Gallagher getting the goal. Uh, but there's plenty of other chances which we're going to go into. Uh, but the lineup was a good one. I think one that was highly anticipated. Uh, Kieran Gibbs and Jake Livermore both, uh, after t- having positive tests for COVID-19, uh, have now had negative tests for them. So they're over. They're, they're, they've that virus has now left their system. But unfortunately, they are still recovering from the symptoms of it. Uh, so Slavin Bilic said that they weren't available to play. Which is fair enough, you know, uh, lots of people can get incredibly, incredibly ill from it uh, and it is a difficult one to recover from. So Livermore and Gibbs were not in the match day uh, squad uh, this week. So, it, you know, in the end it was a good lineup played by Slavin Bilic. Probably couldn't have asked for, for a better one really. Uh, made the correct changes um, in terms of what was needed for this game. A good lineup indeed from Slavin. So yeah, it it was the the best line that probably that we could have picked uh, out of the players that we got available. But as I said, I can finally utter these words: we have won a Premier League game this season, uh, and I can say safely say that we worked our socks off in this game. It, it was a topsy turvy clash, really, with uh, plenty. It was a very tight game. I said in my match preview, which were which is on YouTube, that it was going to be um, separated by one goal one or two goals uh, and I was I was right with that prediction it's going to be a tight game going to be one where both teams would have the opportunity to to take a, take an advantage and take take the edge over the opponent uh, and it, it proved to be that exactly we played very well um, I thought for most parts of the game uh, we ha- the Sheffield United came out of the traps really quickly you'll notice over the first 5-6 minutes uh, they were all over us really they they set the tempo for the game they set the um, intensity of the game and started to uh, come out and, um, and, and attack us right from the off which for me as a West Brom fan you know, I was watching that and I was like oh my god you know, are we, we going to concede here you know, early on, and it's gonna, you know, not be the advantage, advantage start that we wanted to. Um, but in the end, Conor Gallagher got his first West Bromwich Albion goal. A corner floated in from Mateus Pereira, headed away uh, at the front post by Sander Berger, and came over to Conor Gallagher, who uh, sort of it was, a, it was a weird shot in a way. It was sort of like a inside the foot uh, on the volley, uh, and sort of trickled into the bottom corner. It seemed to go slow, so slowly when it came uh, when it came it went into the back of the net. But there couldn't have been a person that I'd have wished a goal on more than Conor Gallagher. Uh, so superb so far this season on loan from Chelsea, as you'll already know. Um, been making an England under twenty one caps as well. So it's fantastic to see him uh, his career flourish and you know for things to start getting better for him as a footballer and 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 being at West Brom is allowing his career to to develop and obviously his first Premier League goal uh, obviously being on loan at Swansea and Charlton last season did really well and we're glad to have him here at um at the Hawthorns really um, but he's been fantastic so far this season the real box to box midfielder and I couldn't have wished anybody else to score um, another special mention for, from from the game is jo- Sam Johnston what a fantastic performance again two weeks in a row from Sam Johnston uh, he was brilliant and I thought that you know how how could you know how has he gone from this goalkeeper that people I have to say slated quite a lot myself included I have to hold my hands up to that you know I wasn't a big big um you know what's the word uh, you know advocate for Sam Johnston you know I've 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 I even talked about on the podcast replacing him for this season and I, I now have to track back on that 
for the way it's been going, um, doing fantastically well. Um, obviously, I'm not you know I'm not a hater of Sam Johnson and never have been, but I've been a bit of a critic of his uh, his communication and his domination of his his penalty area. His shot stopping's never been in doubt. Let's be honest, you know we've always known that he has that shot stopping in him, but. You know, he's just proving everybody wrong. He's bounced back, as I as, as I said uh, on the interview uh, on Talksport. He's really bounced back from that mistake against Tottenham Hotspur, and he's come back into you know the Man United game. Absolutely outstanding. Unlucky not to get a man of the match there and a penalty save to add to his um, to add to his collection. And obviously. Um, this game against Sheffield United, making save after save after save, a really early one from Oli Burke, stopping him from getting a goal at the Hawthorns, um, where he tipped the ball over the bar from a flicks-on header. It was a fantastic save, and, and there were so many more of them in the match. And for me, man of the match all day long. Um, and the, the question on everyone's lips is, should uh, should he get an England call-up? And my opinion is that he should. You know, is there a better English goalkeeper in, in better form at the moment? I probably wouldn't say so. He's working his socks off. He's making the saves that we really need him to make. And for me, he's got to be in the England squad. You know, he, he's been fantastic for us so far this season. A few little mistakes, like the one against Tottenham. But overall, you know, there isn't a better English... You know, There isn't an English goalkeeper in as good a form as Sam Johnson at the moment. You know, I see no reason why he shouldn't... Um, shouldn't take to the England uh, you know he doesn't necessarily have to play doesn't necessarily have to be number one but for him to be in the squad over somebody like Dean Henderson who's not getting that much football at Manchester United I think you know to to, to put Dean Henderson over Sam Johnston would be outrageous really um, but I've put a poll out there for you guys which is should Sam Johnston get an England call up uh, and you guys have been voting at 67% of you two thirds voted for yes, Sam Johnston should get an England call up. Thirty-three percent no. So, yeah, you guys seem to think so. Sam Johnston as well should be getting an England call up. Agreeing with me on that one, you know, and uh, you know, people might be slipping, sniffing around him as well. Bigger clubs are trying to develop young English talent. You know, teams might be sniffing around him, like 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 the like on Talk Sport. They they asked um, me whether I thought that um, Sam Johnston was going to be snip picked picked away by a bigger club, and I, and I said, you know, I can't see why not. I can't see why bigger teams wouldn't be looking at him. You know, there are some flaws to his game, his his commanding of his box. But actually, I have to say, in the Sheffield United game, he did that fantastically. Um, you know, he may not have come out and caught the ball, but he's certainly coming out and punching. And a lot of people say that's down to Branislav Ivanovic being in the defence. Uh, they say that gives him, people have been saying that gives him a lot more confidence. And I think I'd have to agree with that. When Branislav Ivanovic is there, Sam Johnson seems to have more confidence coming out and clearing. Maybe it's that personality and that, that leadership of the back line that Branislav Ivanovic has. I can't say Ivanovic was, was that good yesterday against Sheffield United. Perhaps looked a bit... Uh, I, I say Oli Burke's pace certainly uh, caused Ivanovic some problems, but you know I can't say he was that fantastic himself. But he certainly gives Johnston that confidence. Um, you know when coming off his line and all that sort of stuff. Another person I have to give a bit of a shout out to in that game was M Mateus Pereira. We, you know, as I've mentioned, he was playing in that uh, that more central role in that central attacking midfield position, and he again looked the part. Um, you know, he did look. Um, 
fantastic behind the strikers. Uh, some class touches in that midfield, you know, I mean world-class touches. Megs in opponents, you know, just bringing the ball down, turning swiftly on the half turn and, and making things happen for West Brom. Uh, here's a stat for you. I, I do like my stats and this one was, uh, you know, banded around West Brom Twitter uh, and it was... Uh, Pereira created nine chances, which is the most a player has achieved uh, in a Premier League match this season, which is fantastic. You know, that's more than any other player. And, you know, couldn't be more proud of him, really. He, he really stepped up to the mark last night, was beneficial um, in what was a fantastic, in the end, win and performance for West Brom. Uh, but the question is, uh, did we potentially get a little bit lucky? And I might have to say yes. And if you listen, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pop the TalkSport clip in at the end of this segment. Um, and, and that is, did we get a bit lucky? And yeah, I'd say we probably did. Sheffield United had ample chances to score in that game. So many... Um, chances that they could have had to put the ball in the back of the net and uh, they could have won probably I'd, I'd say with the clear cut chances they had they could have probably won three three or four one I mean we had some chances as well don't forget but they did have their fair amount of chances um we they had 21 shots we had 17 they had um 17 chances created we had 13 so they did have their chances to um to to score uh, and they 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 fluff their lines, you know. You have to say, when it came to finishing in front of goal, we took the big chance that we had. Really, um, uh, they they missed some real sitters. The ones that come to mind were Ollie McBurney, uh, George Baldock, and Lysa Mosette Also having um, chances to score. Really, um, they they're looking pretty bad. I'm afraid Sheffield United at the bottom of the table. They really couldn't hit a barn door if they were out there all day. Um, and, you know, things are looking worrying. They're now sort of cut adrift at the bottom of the table. They're five points off us who are just... We've climbed up to 17th in the table as I speak now. Obviously, if Fulham Fulham win in their game against Leicester this evening, that could all change. Obviously, you'll probably know, you'll know that by, by uh, today, which is Monday when this is coming out. But Sheffield United looking a bit worse for wear at the bottom of the table. Uh, I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit concerned for them. They're looking uh, pretty... Um, cut adrift at the bottom of the table uh, but good, it's good for us because you know we're now out of that relegation zone as I speak and we're looking uh, good uh, now with six points six points from um, from ten games uh, not 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 the best form but also not the worst as well uh, and you know we look to be sort of building on it uh, so here is my talk sport clip so I was invited to go on talk sport last night after the match and talk about um, talk about the game uh, on TalkSport 2 uh, after their live coverage of the Sheffield United and West Bromwich Albion match. So I'm going to pop that in just about now so you can listen to it. A sigh of relief this evening, I imagine. Oh, well, I, I'm incredibly relieved after, after finally getting our first the season, really. Um, you know, in the end, we hang on, I'd say, uh, with the chances that Sheffield United had, but uh, I'm really relieved to get the first win of the season. Look, there's there's a chance that if Burnley kind of don't turn, turn things around, this may end up being you know a four, five team league down there, and at that point you only have to finish top or top two of that four or five. So it, it, you are now within every chance. But we talked about it before the game. The the form really since February hasn't been great, and they kind of limped over the line a little bit. Can it be a turning point, or or is this a, a kind of sticking plaster over the wound? Well, I think we've been building up to this sort of 
performance and this sort of victory for, for, for quite a few weeks now. I mean, building up to that uh, Fulham game in which we didn't play very well, we built up with uh, an alright performance against Burnley, a really good second half performance against Brighton, and you thought that those two performances would lead to a win at Fulham. However, you know, we didn't really turn up on that day and, and we were we were well beaten in that game. But with this, we've had two really good games uh, against Tottenham and Man United, both in which we were unlucky to lose. Uh, and we felt that it was really, you know, building up to this game against Sheffield United, in which, yes, we, we hung on for a point, but it could really be a, a, a real confidence boost for the players and hopefully it's going to push them forward in, in, into, the, into the future games. Outside of uh, probably the Everton game very early in the season, I think I think uh, Leicester put three past you as well, but rarely thrashed. I think it's fair to say, and I think a lot of people would have seen taken an opportunity to have seen your national TV and seen the form of Johnston in goal and, and of Sam Johnston and thought to themselves, "Ah, might be a special player here." He was impressive tonight. Oh, he was absolutely outstanding. He was outstanding last week against Man United. Um, he made a quite a big mistake against Tottenham, but he's really bounced back over the last couple of games in this one against Sheffield United. If I, if I were uh, teams across the country, I'd certainly be looking at him. Uh, you know, are there many better English goalkeepers? You know, in this sort of form at the moment, I, I probably wouldn't say so. Yeah, he's certainly been absolutely fantastic over the past couple of games for us. Now, despite getting the three points, there was a lot of Sheffield United pressure in the second half. They wasted three or four good chances. And, of course, you need a, a slice of luck as well. But, uh, you know, this has to be a building block. So what more do West Brom need to do? Where do they need to improve? And what, what changes might you like to see? Uh, I'd just like to see more of that, really. Um, you know, every player giving their all until the final whistle. Uh, you know, it's been the same in the past couple of games, as I've said. But, you know, this game, it, you know, we really built up to it. And it was something that we really needed to, you know, a game that we really needed to win. As you said about that sort of mini league at the bottom of the league, um, Sheffield United are one of the teams uh, that we really need to be beating. And although we did get uh, perhaps a bit lucky with some of the chances and the missed opportunities that Sheffield had, uh, I feel like just more of this would be would be fantastic to see, you know, uh, over the future games. If we play like that, we've, we've got every chance of staying up, I think. I, I want to ask a question before we move on, Louis, about something uh, Marcelo Bielsa said this week. Steve Bruce echoed it, and, and you as a Baggies fan in an area in the West Midlands, which is going to be in Tier 3 when we enter the the tier system version of lockdown coming up shortly, so so won't be having fans in the stadium. Are you a fan of fans being in stadiums in general, even if they can't be in every stadium? Uh, well, I'd say that uh, perhaps if um, you know if fans are allowed in one ground, it could be, it perhaps is an advantage for for teams. For example, you know you've got London there. Teams in London are allowed uh, a couple of thousand fans. Uh, in each stadium so perhaps if we went and played a London team they might have a bit of an advantage however I've heard that uh, fans aren't being allowed to shout or, 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 or sing or anything like that so perhaps the atmosphere would be you know not, not as good as a normal game and not as much of an advantage but uh, with, the, with, with, with the fans being there perhaps it is a, a bit of a disadvantage for, for those who, who, who can't have fans in the stadium at the moment and because it is lockdown how are you going to take an opportunity to celebrate your win? Oh, uh, I'll probably, probably have a watch of the TV with the family. 
He's going to treat himself, Louis. It's good to know. Uh, thank you very much, Louis. I'm sure it'll be a raucous episode of the Baggies podcast this week after finally getting their first win of the season. Let's speak with Joe. Uh, he runs the Baggies. So there you go. That was my interview on Talksport Two uh, on their react match reaction uh, to the West Brom Sheffield United game. So we've already gone into plenty of detail about the Sheffield United game, but obviously the ultimate thing remains: we've got our first uh, win of the season in the Premier League, and we're going to have to build on that so where can we build on that and that is the next game against Crystal Palace who have lost their last two games uh, lost to Burnley and lost to Newcastle United as well it's a big chance for another win if we play the right game they as far as I'm aware I think Wilfred Zaha is still out Um, I'm not 100% sure as that but I've heard rumors that he won't be um, appearing in the game uh, when we play them next, I think I think it's Saturday. I'm not 100% sure on that either. But uh, yeah, he's. It could be touch and go whether Zaha is available for the for the game uh, against Crystal Palace on Sunday, the 6th of December. So yeah, it's a big chance for another win. Uh, and there's going to be a match preview on our channel as well, which is going to be available for you guys to watch on YouTube. If you go and drop a subscribe on there, that description on there, that'll be fantastic because we're uh, edging closer to 200 subscribers on there and hopefully we're going to help us achieve our goal of a thousand subscribers which is sort of our long-term goal but 200 at the moment if you can help get us to that that'd be fantastic so if you go on youtube and search the baggies podcast just drop a subscription there that'd be fantastic and you can watch the match preview for crystal palace i think it's gonna be an excellent game it's gonna be one that we could potentially get some points from hopefully the confidence from today's game yesterday's game is going to bring uh, and shine through really for for the west brom players um and hopefully it's, it's all going to go well. Uh, match, oh, as I said, match preview is coming soon on the uh, channel for that, so make sure you keep your eyes out for that one. But anyway, without further ado, it is time to bring to the end of this Baggies podcast episode. It's been fantastic having you along and good to report a West Bromwich Albion win. Hopefully we can report on much more often in the future. But without further ado, that brings us to the end of the podcast. If you've enjoyed it, make sure you drop a follow on Twitter at the Baggies pod. Make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts and even leave us a positive review, which you can now do. Um, you can, you know, choose how many stars you want to give us or whatever, uh, and leave us a review on the spot, uh, Apple Podcast um, page. So yeah, thank you very much for listening to this uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'll see you again next week, and hopefully, I'll have another win to report for you. But without further ado, that brings us to the end. So I'll see you next time. Have a great week, Baggies fans, and come on, you Baggies! The Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify.